We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. to the DFS MLB Podcast Friday edition for tonight's Major League Baseball games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday's games. John, any observations you'd like to share before we get going? Well, coming off of last night, uh, as an Orioles fan, uh, seeing Kevin Gossman being able to go eight innings, I, I, I don't know the last time that I saw an Orioles pitcher go eight strong innings, so I'm hoping that the O's can kind of carry that momentum into the weekend. And uh, another matchup that I'm kind of interested in this weekend, more as a baseball fan and less from a FanDuel perspective, is, is the Marlins and the Phillies, because those are two teams that I really had very low expectations for coming into the year, and they're both above 500 playing solid baseball, so I'm kind of looking forward to that outside of the FanDuel spectrum. But there are also a lot of matchups this weekend to take advantage of FanDuel-wise. Yeah, and I'm going to counter by saying that I'm looking forward to the Dodgers' visit to Toronto where good pitching meets good hitting. I wonder who's going to win out. But tonight's matchup on the mound is a tasty one. Kenta Maeda, 3-1 and against Marcus Stroman, who's 4-0 and for the Jays. 
And then another one that I got my eye on, and it's kind of with a bit of regret that Toronto ever let Noah Syndergaard out of their organization <laughs> for, for a knuckleballer who's lost it, in my opinion. And yeah. so every time I see Syndergaard on the mound, I think what could have been, how nice would he look next to Sanchez and Stroman on that, in that Blue Jays rotation. So it's with a re- little regret that I look at that, but I'm going to be focused on the home game tonight. I might even drop down to see it live. So a uh, couple mm-hmm. of tasty ones on the menu tonight. But let's get into the show here. Uh, quick review of scoring for FanDuel. There's been some subtle changes in the last couple of weeks with some modifications on the runs scored and the RBI side. They've juiced it up by a couple of tenths of points in both areas. And so uh, beware of that when you're looking at your roster. Not that you can predict the runs and RBIs, but it's helpful in understanding the scoring totals at the end of the day, John. Absolutely. So let's go with a run-through, then, of the projected starters. We're going to ignore the Nats-Cubs uh, 220 start and go on with the rest of the 14 games on the slate. John, take it away. All righty. So we have Oakland and Rich Hill uh, heading over to, to Camden Yards to Baltimore to face Ubaldo Jimenez. That starts at 7.05 Eastern. Starting at the same time, we're going to have a Yankees-Red Sox matchup with Boston's Rick Porcello going up to Yankee Stadium against uh, Yankees pitcher Michael Pineda who I uh, kind of slandered on the pod a little bit last week. Uh, and, <laughs> and I think he might have heard me because I, I don't think he did too bad. But um, after that, we're going to have the Dodgers, as you mentioned, Kent Maeda going up for his biggest test so far against Toronto and Mar- Marcus Stroman at 7.07. Followed, follow that up with Kansas City's Jordano Ventura at Cleveland with Danny Salazar, a couple of nice young pitchers on the mound there. That's 7.10. And then Philadelphia's Vince Velasquez going down to Miami to face Miami and Wei Yin Shen starting at 7-10. And then some more 7-10 starts. We got Texas and Cole Hamels with his 3-0 mark facing Detroit's Jordan Zimmerman. He's 5-0, so something's got to give in that matchup. And then Milwaukee with Tyler Cravey, a late substitution, uh, facing Tim Edelman of Cincinnati. Both these guys have winless, uh, no records actually, uh, to date. Uh, Arizona, Zach Greinke with a 5.5 ERA. That looks like a misprint, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> going into Atlanta against Aaron Blair. He's 0-1 with a 318 ERA at 735. Minnesota features Ricky Nolasco in his 1-0 mark against the White Sox. Matt Latos, who's also 4-0. we got a couple of undefeated marks on the, on the on the ledger tonight. It'll be interesting to see if they wind up that way. And then finally, Seattle's Taiwan Walker, 2-1 and one against Houston's Doug Fister. I'm going to be all over this matchup with some of my picks, uh, John. And that starts at 8-10. All righty. And then moving into the, the little bit later on in the evening, we're going to have Pittsburgh with Francisco Liriano. He's at 2-1 and one, going to St. Louis to face Carlos Martinez, who has a 2.6 ERA. That starts at 8-15 Eastern. Follow that up with Tampa Bay's ace, Chris Archer, going out to Los Angeles to face the Angels and Corey Rasmus. That's at 10.05. Then we're going to have a matchup between Colorado and Chad Bettis facing off against uh, one of the toughest pitchers in the game in San Francisco's Madison Bumgarner. That starts at 10.15. And then wrapping up the evening slate, we're going to have the Mets with Thor, Noah Syndergaard, 2-1, 2-1, going out to San Diego to face Drew Pomeranz and the Padres. That starts at 10-40. Jeez, you're even dr- drilling in the knife a little bit deeper, giving the guy <laughs> the nickname. Oh, i got to hear that. Well, let's get into it, beginning with uh, your picks then. At the starting position, John, starting pitcher tonight, who do you got have? 
I'm going to go with Francisco Liriano. He, he's sitting at 9200 and that that's really kind of the sweet spot in terms of price range for me in terms of pitchers because if you're going north of 10K, you're really like you have to get 60, 70 points to really get a good return uh, on that value there. So I like Liriano. I like his chances and I like the history he has against the Cardinals. He has a 2-4 ERA with a 1.089 whip and 13 career starts against the Cardinals. Uh, his best start of the year this year actually came against them where, where he fanned 10 batters in six scoreless innings. And he also walked more than you'd like in that matchup, but that was his first start of the year. I think he's dialed in the command a little bit, so the walks will be down, less base runners. I think he can still strike out close to double digits. Uh, I'm not scared of the Cardinals right now. I went ahead and picked Aaron Nola earlier in the week against them. That worked out well, seven innings, scoreless. I'm not afraid of the Cardinals at, at this very time, so I'm going with Liriano, 9,200. I'm going to counter that with a guy in the same price range, and that's Danny Salazar of the Indians. He faces a Kansas City team that's not doing too well right now. The defending champs are only 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, while the Indians come into this one with a three-game win streak intact. I chose him tonight because he's thrown four quality starts out of his four, a, th- a total of five appearances, and he's struck out better than a batter per inning so far, and so that's always a factor in scoring for pitchers that I like to focus on. In addition, he has a dominant history against Royals batters, limiting them to an OPS of only 625 and 186 plate appearances. So the numbers favor a lengthy start tonight for Salazar. I look for a big strikeout total. John, we are happy to be sponsored by uh, FanDuel, so I'm going to get into the FanDuel read here and uh, welcome your comments uh, at, a, at a point. The MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com, where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anybody can play. John, I, I'm enjoying my... Uh, maiden voyage into FanDuel this season. I wonder how long you've been playing it, and what do you think of that product in general? I'm a, I'm a huge FanDuel guy. I, I started out mostly playing NBA on FanDuel, and I, I've moved on to baseball a bit last year and, and more, and pretty much every day this year. I'm really enjoying it, and I think we're starting to get the hang of it, you and I together. I mean, last week I think we are coming off our best batch of picks that, we, that we've come up with. I was very impressed up and down the board with, with how we did. Um, very proud of our selections, the value guys, and the picks to click. I think everything worked out pretty well last week. What did you think about that? I was pretty happy with it, too. Proud of it, and I told our bosses, so hopefully they're paying attention, and maybe a, bo- <laughs> a bonus is in, star, in store for us. <laughs> so. All right. So, FanDuel, in partnership with Rotowire, has created the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive Four, series of 14 weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating with the final on July 10th, which rewards 15,000 in free prizes, including 2,000 for first place. So we invite you to join over 1 million other users who have already played and won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD and sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. 
Okay, John, it's time to go into our position-by-position picks. Who do you like at the catcher spot? I'm gonna I'm gonna start it out with Jonathan Lucroy at three thousand going against the Reds. You'll see that this is becoming a, a theme for me in in tonight's podcast. That I really enjoy that matchup. I think there's uh, a lot of hitters that we can use to take advantage of the weaker pitchers that are going to be taking the mound. So I'm gonna go with Lucroy here. He, I've gone to the well with him a few times this season with mixed results. Uh, his numbers at, at Great American Ballpark aren't as gaudy as as you might expect for such a launching pad of a of a park. He's as a 220, 320, 354 career slash line there. He also interestingly has 18 career strikeouts and 18 career walks there. So pretty disciplined at the plate there. Uh, for three thousand dollars, you don't have to break the bank to get Lucroy, and he's going against a guy like Tim Edelman, a guy that's largely unproven thus far. I think that Lucroy, he's going to be sitting in a good part of the order. I think second, third time through, I think he can uh, touch up Edelman for, for an extra base hit or a home run. So I'm going to go with Lucroy here at 3000 And I'm going to counter with veteran A.J. Pierzynski of the uh, Atlanta Braves for $2,300. Before people tell me I'm nuts, this guy's over, the, over uh, his best days. I'm going to remind people that he's part of a platoon in Atlanta at the catcher position. And he's in my lineup largely on the strength of a 21 for 54 head-to-head history. That's pretty significant numbers. It produces an OPS over 1,000 in his head-to-head matchup with Granke tonight. He's also collected three hits in his last two games, while Granke has been far from his normally dominant self, pitching to a 550 ERA and a 146 a 550 ERA and a 146 whip in his Arizona debut. So I like that matchup. Maybe not too many people will follow me, but I'll take the numbers every time in this uh, in this instance. I think one of the one of the most jarring things I've seen this season was I was watching a Braves game and I was watching AJ Pierzynski catch, and they they kind of zoomed in on him on his glove behind the plate, and he had neon painted nails. It's like wow. A.J. Pruszynski is probably the last person. I know it's like a tactical thing, but it was just funny to see A.J. Pruszynski with his neon nails. Good observation, John. What's your first base pick today? <laughs> I'm gonna, all right, so, so we're staying in Cincinnati for this one. I'm going to go with Joey Votto at 3,500, going against uh, Tyler Cravey of the Brewers. I know that Votto was slumping a little bit earlier in the season, but he's really started to turn things around. He hasn't had a goose egg in any of his last 10 outings uh, in terms of FanDuel scoring. So you toss in the fact that he's he's clicking now, he's starting to get locked in, and he's going against a fringe starter at this level in Tyler Cravey. I think a guy that could be destined to the bullpen. I think tonight might be the final nail in the coffin in, in terms of his spot in the rotation for the time being. I think Vado's going to be a guy that, that has a big-time night tonight. And at 3500 he's not as expensive as your more premium-priced first-base options. Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Hosmer of the Royals tonight. He's off to the best start of his career and most recently has a 10-for-25 streak going with three multi-hit efforts in his last seven starts. He's the lone Royals batter. John, who can point to a nice history against Cleveland starter Salazar with eight hits and 20 at-bats. That includes six extra base knocks. I look for this uh, serious guy to hit some serious balls tonight. Here we go. Your second base pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick in, in that game, actually. I, I'm going to go with Jason Kipnis of Cleveland at 3,300. Now, 3,300 is kind of, it's not necessarily a, a great value pick at second base. You, you're expecting... For paying that price, some production. As a lefty going against a right-hander in Jordano Ventura, I think that Kipnis is going to be able to to put up the production that you need. 
he's got decent career splits against Ventura. He he hits over 270 against him in over 20 at bats, I believe, in his career. So Kipnis might not be as locked in right now as we've seen in the past. But recent history, he's, he has two multi-hit games in his last three outings. I think he's going to continue that trend Friday. I think he's going to put together a solid, maybe not spectacular, but good enough to where, to justify paying up 3300 for him. Well, I'm going to go a little more expensive with Robinson Cano. My pick uh, is based on the fact that Cano comes into tonight's game having counted five straight multi-hit games with 12 hits in his last 22 at-bats and only two strikeouts. So a red-hot bat tonight he faces that Houston... Uh, Houston's Doug Fister, I'm going to be all over this guy because he has bad splits against a lot of the hitters that will be facing him tonight. He's not an overpowering guy and is known to pitch to contact. That's a bad sign for a guy who's scalding the ball like Cano. And uh, he's been contacted all right in the early going this season, surrendering a hit per inning and five homers in only 30 innings pitched. Cano's gone five for 14 in that head-to-head matchup with only one strikeout. The ball's going to be in play, and it wouldn't be surprising if Cano takes him deep tonight. <laughs> Indeed. And your next pick at the short at the third base position. So I've I've gone with some more upper tier options to this point in the podcast with all of them coming in at over three thousand. So I'm gonna dip into the bargain barrel a little bit here, go with Eugenio Suarez at twenty nine hundred going against Milwaukee and Tyler Cravey. Like I mentioned with Votto, uh, Cra- Suarez is gonna have a really nice matchup tonight in a launching pad of a of an environment. Suarez has been hitting well, but kind of quietly producing more than more than uh, kind of your average fan might might expect. And he's going to be hitting around six in the order, which is where he's been usually penciled in lately. So he's going to be protecting Jay Bruce back there, and I think he's going to have the chance to bring around some runs on Friday against Cravey. And I'm going to show you the second part of my Seattle stack against Fister. That's Kyle Seager tonight for thirty six hundred bucks. Seager seems to have finally put a dreadful start behind him, collecting hits in his last six games, going 10 for 25 overall, producing six extra base knocks during that uh, hot streak. Seager has a great chance to extend those numbers of hotness as he is one of those several Mariners bats that I'm going to tell you about who've enjoyed success against the aforementioned Fister. So I'm going to be all over that and hope that uh, they run up a big total against Dougie. Your shortstop pit tonight. Uh, This is where I'm kind of going to be punting a little bit tonight. I'm going to go with Jose Iglesias of Detroit uh, for 2100 So we got another bargain barrel type guy. He's sitting at the near minimum price. He has kind of the unenviable unenviable task of going up against Cole Hamels, but as a right-handed hitter, Iglesias is slashing 294, 400, 294 against Southpaw. So you're not, you're not relying on him for extra base hits or, or power or, or anything like that, but you're hoping that he's able to collect a couple base knocks, get on base. And he actually slashed really good a 354, 425, 465 against lefties last season. So there, there's a chance that he's kind of lagging behind where he's going to be the rest of the way this season against left-handers. So I think... When you when you consider the matchup possibilities here and you, the price range at twenty one hundred, you know you can just he's kind of about as safe as you, 
is you maybe are going to get for a near minimum price guy. So I'm going to go with Iglesias here. And I'm going to stay in the bottom of that uh, barrel, as you referred to, with my second Atlanta pick. People are going to be listening to this podcast and wondering, what the hell is Bruno doing picking these two guys from Atlanta? But <laughs> I'm going to make the case for Abar, too. I found another good value play here, John, as Abar is another veteran who has shed that poor start with a nice recent string of success, tallying six hits in his last 21 at-bats. He's in my lineup largely, though, because of a 10-for-28 history against Grinky that includes 10 hits and 25 at-bats with only two strikeouts, as I said. This low price gives me some roster flexibility. I find, like you, that you almost have to find a way to punt a position, but I'm building the case that uh, it's not totally a punt for me. Let's call it a, a, a quick kick instead of a punt, and maybe I'll catch some people by surprise, but if they fly with me and he does well... Won't we be looking good? <laughs> the outfield. I'm looking for your trio of picks here, John. Okay, well, I think you'll like this one for starters here. I'm going to go with Jose Bautista at 3,700. You know, we, we've talked about Maeda on the pod before, and, it, you know, we're kind of waiting for him to, to come back to earth. He He's done so a little bit, but I think Friday in Toronto is about as big of a test as for a young pitcher as you're going to get with that just murderer's row of of insane right-handed power hitters. I know Bautista isn't as strong against right-handers as he is against lefties, and he's going to be facing Maeda for the first time. But, I mean, Bautista, when he's when he's clicking, he's worth, I'd, I'd argue, close to like 4500 So you're getting Bautista at a, at a rare moment where he's valuable for, for where he's priced. Uh, and with that, I'd really like him to click it tonight, and I think he's going to, he's going to put up the numbers to, to where... Uh, he's definitely worth it, and also you just don't you don't even have to pay as much as you normally would. So I'm going to go with Bautista here at 3,700. Following that up, one last uh, guy from the from the Brewers and Reds game. I'm going to go with Jay Bruce at 3,400 against Milwaukee. So not not an uber pricey option here, but still really nice value. And going against Cravey, uh, left-handed batter, I think he he definitely has a chance. If I have to pick one guy that's probably going to go deep tonight from that game, I would say it's probably Bruce. So I liked him there. And then I'm going to go with Michael Brantley at 3,100. We both know that Michael Brantley, when he's when he's on, is definitely worth a lot more than 3,100. He's still just kind of getting things underway here. So I'm going to go with him going against Jordano Ventura, lefty-righty matchup. Uh, I like my odds here. And at just 3,100, that's really not too expensive for an outfielder. So I'll take that. John, before I go to my outfield picks, I'm going to give you a primer on how to say Toronto. You, okay. and, you and a bunch of American friends of mine pronounce that second T, Toronto. That's not how it flies here north of the border. It's Toronto. Okay. Tor- a silent T. So I'm going to test you on that next week. Toronto. Uh, ter- very good. Uh, yeah. My three outfield picks, you know, I'm going to start with Carlos Gonzalez from Colorado. He's almost become my free spot in the bingo card, John. Every time I pick this guy, he's produced, and I'm going to go to that well one more time because this power hitter is rolling along with hits in 11 of his last 12 games. I feel even more confident about this choice when I note his impressive 14 for 46 history against Giants starter Madsen Bumgarner, which includes five dingers and among his nine extra base knocks. Uh, backing him up, another power hitter who's hitting for average so far this year, Nelson Cruz. If he looks, if it looks like I'm ganging up on uh, Astros. Uh, starter it's because i am yep. <laughs> and cruz comes into this one with a $3,800 price tag and uh, i i like the fact that he has eight hits and only two strikeouts in his history a 25 at bat history against uh, fister and when so when a smart power hitter like cruz 
gets that kind of solid contact rate, I buy in completely. So I'm looking forward to that continuing tonight. And I round it out with Jacoby Ellsbury at $3,100. Ellsbury is the focal point in the rivalry with his former club in Boston. So you have to believe he gets up a little more for this matchup. He seems to be compiling a bit of a hot streak himself with six hits in his last four games ahead of this clash. I also point to his 12 for 28 mark against Red Sox starter Rick Porcello is off to a great start. But Porcello surrendered four homers in this matchup. So I think the short porch in right field beckons tonight in New York, and Ellsbury needs to get hot and stay hot, particularly through this weekend, because otherwise the Yankees might be too far gone already, trailing this division as far back as they are. John, it's time to come up with our picks of the day. Who do you like and why? This isn't going to be too shocking here, but I'm going to go with Joey Votto. Uh, going up against Milwaukee here, I just you know the lefty-righty matchup. It's too good to pass up. And with Votto, the the nice thing is that he he can go two for four, two two for five. He can cl- collect that multi-hit game that you look for. But perhaps more importantly is that he doesn't have unproductive outs. It seems like he he can always find a way to get himself on base or to or to have a sacrifice fly something along those lines to where he's not giving you a zero each time he's coming up to the plate. So with that, he's going to build up some nice point totals tonight. Going up against a right-handed pitcher, I really like Votto, and he's not he's really not all that expensive either, so I'm going with Joey, Joey Votto here. And I'm sticking with Ellsbury of the Yankees. He comes in that low $3,100. I think that's incredible when you consider the history that yeah. he has against Porcello and, and the importance of this series, and, and that's not lost on a player like him. This table setter needs to have have the ability to get on base and ignite this offense in a revenge tinge series between these better rivals. I think the Yanks really need to make a statement after such a poor start, and I feel there's no better tonic than a visit from the hated Red Sox. And I talked about that short portion, right? I expect Ellsbury to play a vital role starting this evening, John. So uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm liking these picks, and I I like that we're getting to do the day of picks, I like to get this in early, and now now that we, we've kind of done all this prep work, I think we're going to be even better suited to uh, to cash big time in that Rotowire Experts uh, League that we're in. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a harder look at your picks, because I, I thought I was feeling pretty good about mine, but you made a good case for a lot of your players, so... Uh, I appreciate that, that I, I think you did too, I'm definitely going to be looking at those Mariners a lot more. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, There you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? 
Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.